I'm a big proponent of don't force your child to do this, but invite them to do it with you. Welcome to Transforming the Toddler Years, a core four parenting podcast blending soul and science-based strategies to empower pandemic moms like you raising kindergarten-ready kids. I'm Cara Terrell, your host, a lifetime lover of littles, girl mom, early childhood educator, and conscious parenting coach who truly believes that how we connect and collaborate with our kids in the first five years is how we raise world-ready kids who will change this world. My guest today is Lauren Fonville, and she is here to share with us how we can use EFT, emotional freedom technique, which is also called tapping, to help our littlest kids calm into their emotions, use their voice, feel seen and heard, and regulate themselves either to get out of a tantrum or to avoid one altogether. This is such a cool episode. She's an integrative energy practitioner and taps for stress, anxiety, and trauma release. She guides her clients on a journey of self-healing to break through obstacles, physical, mental, or emotional, that are keeping them stuck and holding them back in life or business. She believes we all have the answers within us and sometimes We just need a little help accessing them. I am so excited to share Lauren with you today. And we're going to have a small section of this episode that is video only inside our private Facebook community, our virtual village. So you can see and fully experience what she is sharing with us. Lauren, I am so excited that you are here to talk to us about EFT and tiny people. Uh, I'm going to let you introduce yourself, share what EFT is, and then we can get right into it because I know that parents deal with a lot of anxiety and the kids are dealing with a lot of anxiety these days post-COVID, and this is just going to be such a useful tool. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so happy to be here and having this conversation with you. So yeah, I am Lauren Fonville and I am an integrative energy practitioner, which basically just means that I use a variety of different healing modalities when I when I work with my clients, but I specialize in EFT and EFT stands for emotional freedom technique. And it is this process of gently tapping on yourself, or if you are a parent and you want to gently tap on your child, that's That's how it can work as well. And it's a process that has been shown to help in reducing the amount of cortisol in the body, which is the stress hormone. And it can help you to feel calmer, feel more grounded and and less stressed and overwhelmed. And um, our little ones definitely experience their fair share of, of anxiety and stress. I've got two kids who are in middle school and definitely feel in the feels, right? Uh, so having having a tool like this can be can be really helpful as a parent. Oh, absolutely. So right now, the majority of my listeners are pandemic moms. Their babies and toddlers are now preschoolers, kindergartners, first graders. Mm-hmm. who have walked back into a very different world where the expectations of achievement have not changed, but their ability to meet them has. 
So they're coming home from school, daycare, preschool, whatever it might be, and they're done. They don't have any more emotional regulation resources left. Whatever that little invisible next trigger is, right? The last Pop-Tart got eaten by brother earlier that morning. They're just going to be done. Mm -hmm. So when you're talking about emotional freedom technique, it's so beautiful to me to think that we can teach our kids to really tag into their own emotions, especially when they feel out of control and then have a tool to help bring themselves back to control. Yeah, absolutely. It's It's been a game changer for me and I have definitely used it with, with my kids. I think what's great about this is that it, it's a tool that can be used proactively. So it's something that you could practice with your kids on a regular basis, maybe as part of your nighttime routine. It is something that can help with, with sleep, improving sleep. So maybe doing a little bit of tapping before bed. And then it can also be a practice of, you know, like as you were saying, somebody ate that last Pop-Tort and they're feeling really angry or frustrated. And it's something that can be implemented in the moment as well. So it has both of those uses, which can be very, very helpful. The more you practice it and the more they get used to it, the easier it's going to be for for you to implement in those moments of of high stress and overwhelm. Okay. You just said two of my favorite parenting words, proactive and reactive. We live a proactive world here at core Four parenting. The collaborative parenting methodology is all about forecasting for our kids what's coming. And then after it's over, if it was a challenge coming on back and processing it while we are back into a calmer state. And it sounds like you're tapping along with these really important words, because I know that's part of it, would go beautifully into this plan that we have to help our kids regulate. Can you talk more about the intentional language that you use and, and the science behind why that's so important to use our words as we are also putting pressure on our physiological body? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... First off, the points that we're that we're tapping on are the end points of the meridians and the meridians are how energy moves through the body. So if you are familiar with acupuncture, when you go to an acupuncturist, they take those tiny little needles and they put them in at certain points. Instead, we're applying acupressure to to some of those same points. Um, and, and doing so is sending a message to the amygdala in the brain, which is the part of the brain that controls fight or flight. So when you are in a situation where you're, you're triggered and then all of, all of a sudden you're feeling that overwhelm and stress, that's when that cortisol is being pumped through your body. And so by tapping on these points and saying specific phrases that correlate with how you're feeling, it helps to reduce that amount of cortisol so that you feel calmer. So like you said, the words that we're using are very important. So with tapping, we want to focus on how you're actually feeling, right? And so I like to give this example of if you are feeling 
really, really sad and you recognize you're feeling really sad, some people would say, okay, let's go to the opposite end of the spectrum and say a happy, you know, positive affirmation of I'm so happy, right? You can say those words, but there is a disconnect between saying those words and how you actually feel, right? So you're giving lip service to it, but it's not really resonating with you. So with tapping, what we're doing is that we're allowing ourselves and our children to feel the feelings. You are allowed to feel sad, angry, frustrated, overwhelmed, right? These are natural part of of life and learning how to cope with these emotions is really important too. So it's this beautiful practice of saying out loud how you're feeling. And when the kids are really little, that can be that can be hard, right? But I think a lot of the time as parents, we intuitively know what's what's really going on, right? You're frustrated. You're you're feeling really frustrated and that's why you're having this tantrum, you know? Um, And so I think it also can be a really beautiful practice when the parent is is practicing this and and the children are are seeing that, Um, you know, they, they are really sponges and they and they are taking in everything that's happening around them and and uh i i learned that firsthand when i was you know feeling anxious about something my kids are picking up on that right and i'm sure you talk about that a lot too how our kids feed off of our own energy and how it's important to take care of ourselves and so i this one particular day i was feeling really anxious really overwhelmed and then my son said to me mom do you think you need to go tap I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, I think I do, you know? And so for him to have that awareness of like, oh yeah, that's something that mom does and something that I can do when I'm, when I'm feeling overwhelmed. So, um, yeah, hopefully that, that answers some of what you're, you were asking. It hits so many bullet points, Lauren. Um, the idea that as adults, we have tools in our toolkit to help ourselves regulate. Okay. We know we're looking for them. We seek them sometimes in a really healthy way. Sometimes it's Starbucks and that's okay too. The idea that our kids have a tool in their tool belt, that is so much more important. Mm -hmm. You showed us the modeling, right? That as adults, we get to show we're not perfect. We have these big emotions too. We're vulnerable with our kids. What a beautiful gift that is. And by the way, let me go give myself a dopamine hit so that I can come back to being the mom that you know, love and expect me to be. Mm -hmm. And what permission for then us to say to them, it looks like you're about to really feel some big stuff. I can see your body is starting to change. Do you think right now would be a good time for us to sit and tap together? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the more, the more that we can invite them to do it. And sometimes, you know, they're already in that heightened state and they're going to be like, no, I don't want to tap. I'm not doing it, you know? And then that's okay. You can still do it and you can tap on your body and you can say whatever it is you think they're feeling right that and that can be helpful for them to just sit there they don't have to do it you're not you don't i am a big proponent of don't force your child to do this but invite them to do it with you and allow them to see how how it's helping you as well and it will help you right because 
we are human and we can be triggered when our kid is having a temper tantrum at an inopportune time. And that can cause lots of feelings, feelings for us. And so I promise you that by tapping on it and saying, I know you're really frustrated and you want to finish the rest of your cartoon before we leave, but we don't have the time for that right now. And I'm sorry that, that you're upset about this. I'm upset that you're upset and just continue to tap on the points and, and speak out loud about however you're feeling how you think they're feeling, and you will feel calmer. I 100% believe that you will feel calmer. I've experienced it myself. And oftentimes, you'll you'll see a difference in, in your child as well. All right, I'm going to go there. A lot of the time, these things happen when we're in public. Mm-hmm. Do you tap in public in order to calm yourself and calm your child? Yeah. So, you know, I think that's that's up to the individual and if you and if you feel comfortable. When this is a new practice, there's probably going to be just some discomfort with that, you know, are p- people looking at me, what are what are they thinking, right? Um, but there are additional points that you can use that are not like tapping on your head where you know, you might get the side eye from people when you're in line at Target. But you you can um, squeeze your fingertips. So at the base of any finger, the base of the nail on either side of the finger, if you just squeeze at the base of the nail on any finger, it looks like you're fidgeting. And you can take some some deep breaths and calm yourself. And it's going to have that same that same impact, but it doesn't look like you're really doing anything. Something that I also tell my kids to do if you're feeling anxious or overwhelmed before a test, just start taking some deep breaths and squeezing those fingertips and you're going to feel your body calm down. Now, if you're if you're out and you feel comfortable, you know, tapping, I've seen it. I've seen um, on the airplane, you know, there's a lot of people that get anxious when they're when they're on the airplane. And I have seen people tapping on the plane and then it starts a conversation like, I know what you're doing, you know, um, and and I think it's a I think it's a cool thing. And if, and if it's the thing that, you know, is going to get your kid to feel calmer or to, to stop crying or, it, it, you know, if you find it is really helpful, I think as moms, we don't care. Like, we're not going to care if somebody else thinks we're weird because <laughs> we're tapping on ourselves, you know. Exactly. I, I'm such a huge believer that parenting in public needs to become a place of, of support and encouragement. And I see what you're doing and I'm cheering for you instead of criticizing you. Um, that said, child first, 100%. Hey, Cara here, just popping in to ask you a quick question. Are you dealing with meltdowns? Of course you are. You're a toddler mom. What if there was a tool that could help you manage your own emotions and triggers better so you can help your child return to center faster inside the meltdown moment? I am so excited to share my free guide with you. I've even recorded audio files, five mindful mantras for conscious moms managing toddler meltdowns. Grab it today with the link in the show notes, then download the audios and manage meltdowns consciously. And now I'll bring you back to the rest of the episode. My middle child was 
extremely dysregulated at a physiological level. A lot of the time she ended up being a sensory kid, which took us a while to figure out what that meant and what we could do. And deep pressure really worked for her, but also spinning. Mm. I was so surprised. They were like, the spinning actually recalibrates her center and she feels calmer. And so we were at the aquarium in Boston and I could tell immediately she was overwhelmed. There were too many people. There was too much to see, too many colors, too much noise. And I saw the telltale signs and I said, we need to spin. And I didn't care who was watching. I found a safe space off to the, so that we were okay. And would, and I scooped her up and we spun a bunch and I put her back down and she was better. Mm. She needed that so that we could enjoy the rest of the day together. So I love this. And I want to see people writing in after this episode and leaving comments and reviews that said, I tapped in public with my kid and it was awesome. I love that. I would love to read that too. I mean, I think, I think it can be so helpful. And I do think the younger that they are when they are introduced to it, the better. Uh, I do have a friend who is a tapping practitioner who is going into schools and, and teaching kids as part of, you know, a lot of the schools now have like the mindful moment where they are starting to introduce meditation. And this is just like another add on to that. Um, And she has shared with me how, how vulnerable these kids can get like in the, in the group setting about, you know, sharing how they feel, or was there a time that comes to mind that you were really angry that, you know, your, your brother stole your pop tart or, you know, somebody, somebody pushed you or whatever the case may be. And kids start sharing their stories and, and you can tap on it and it can be, and it can be incredibly healing. And there can be um, a real, a real difference in the, in the tone of the classroom too, is what is what she's sharing that these teachers are sharing afterwards, they've started implementing it after lunchtime as a nice way to calm down from coming in from uh, recess and having everybody kind of reset and, and be grounded. So it's a, it's a great thing to use all around. Oh my gosh. I want to go to that school. Yeah. That's amazing. And you know, it makes so much sense because what I'm hearing you say is kids want to have their voice heard. Mm -hmm. and truly listened to. And if as parents, we're inviting them to share how they're feeling, then we're validating that. And then if we are sitting with them and actually processing and allowing that feeling, then we are, as you said, moving it through their body. When I talk to toddler moms who are dealing with a lot of tantrums, I explain to them that it is just energy. It's just dysregulated energy that cannot stay in the body. It has to move out in order for them to move on. You, I feel like, have such a deep understanding of how this works. Can you explain a little bit more about that energetic piece for us? Yeah, yeah. So the definition of emotion is energy in motion. So it is this idea that our emotions want to be felt, they want to be acknowledged, just like you said, so that they that we can move through them. Now, as adults, I'm sure you all can relate to the idea of having these experiences in your life, 
that have emotions attached to them that were uncomfortable. Perhaps a memory that when you think of that memory, even if it was from years and years ago, when you still think about it, it has what I, in tapping, we refer to it as the zzz factor, right? If you if you think of this, this memory and it just makes you feel like, oh, no, I don't like it. You know, like it, it gives you that Ugh, kind of feeling. That is an experience that has an emotion attached to it that has not been fully processed. And so these things can begin in in childhood where it can be something from, you know, a teacher uh, saying something to to a child and then the child really holding on to that and believing it to be true, even even if it's not, you know, and in and as we grow older, these experiences, I think of it as layers and they layer on top of each other and on top of each other. And then when something happens later on in life and somebody says something to you and it can trigger you and it's triggering all of these past experiences that are connected in some way. And sometimes we are very aware of experiences that happened in our past that are impacting us presently. But sometimes it's like something little, like something a teacher said that we don't remember until we move through this practice. And so if you're able to do this from the time that your child is young, then there's less of those experiences that kind of get shoved down and held onto in the body. And, uh, and that's a beautiful thing, right? Cause we all have our stuff that we, that we need to work through. And, um, and if you can work through it earlier on and help your kids to work through it earlier on, kudos to you. Like, that's amazing, right? You're just setting your, your, your kids up for, for more success. That's exactly it. Yeah. And so many moms I talk to lately, they say, I really want my child to have a voice. I really, really do. You know, I'm breaking that generational pattern that child should be seen and not heard. No, my child's going to be seen and heard. And so this is just so helpful to, to give them that, that space and to anchor that relationship with the parent, which is really what it's all about. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it can be challenging for for a child to to talk about how they're how they're feeling. And so sometimes it can be helpful to have it, you know, for example, if you're talking about, let's say, bullying, you know, you can ask like, oh, do you have any friends that that has happened to? And sometimes you can even use a um, stuffed animal and you can tap on the on the stuffed animal about in, in the different points about how, you know, you, how they think their friend felt in that type of situation or, or how they felt witnessing somebody mistreating a friend, you know, but it's, it's, it can be a way of opening that door and getting them talking about it. Like if they have seen something or, or if they've, you know, experienced something in that way. Oh my gosh. I absolutely adore that. Mm -hmm. Using that inanimate object, that third person, if you will, to kind of make it not about us. Mm -hmm but allow it to come out. Yeah. Oh, that's just so beautiful. What a gift. What a gift. Now, obviously in the audio recording, people can't see you tapping, mm-hmm. um, but I want to make sure that there is a section of this that we are able to pull out and pop into our virtual village, which is our private community so that people can actually see and hear you doing a short cycle of tapping around something. So is there an example that you have that's a go-to or did you want us to throw one at you? Yeah. I mean, when I first am introducing it to people, I usually start with something physical. So our breath. So if we focus on, um, 
on our breath and maybe how how tight our breath feels or if it feels very very smooth and and calm that's usually an indicator of our stress levels as as well um so we could do that or if there was something you know that you had in mind that that you think might be uh of of more interest to your audience i'm happy to i'm happy to do that too well, if you're okay with me just lobbing something at you, sure, sure. then one of the things that our toddlers and preschoolers are struggling with right now, for all the reasons that we talked about at the beginning of the episode, is they get up in the morning and say, I don't want to go to school. Mm. I don't want to go to school. And there could be about a thousand reasons, triggers, social, emotional, interpersonal reasons, but all they're able to get out is I don't want to go. Yeah. And then that causes stress in the parent. And then it's like a lovely cycle of emotions, right? Oh, I remember those days. <laughs> yeah. So you can, you can just start by tapping on the pinky side of the hand. And I think this might be a good one for the parent to kind of tap as, and just let their kid watch maybe perhaps watch them. Cause if a, if a kid is like, I'm not going to school, you might, it might be a little bit more challenging for them to, to actually tap with you. So you can start by saying something like, even though you really don't want to go to school, it's okay. And I love you. Even though I know you're really upset right now, I'm just going to sit here with you. Even though I know you don't want to go to school and you're upset, it's okay and I love you. So in this example, we do what's we're, we're naming the issue. You know, you're really upset or you're really frustrated, whatever the thing may be. And then you have the, the balancing statement at the end. So it's okay and I love you or, or it's okay or it's, you're going to be okay. We're going to get through this. We're going to figure this out together, right? So whatever you think is going to resonate most for, for your child, you balance it out. Then we move on to the tapping points and we do the what's called the reminder phrases. And if you think it's because they don't want to go to school because they're scared, right? If you have an, an idea about it. So then we'll just go to the next point. You can just say, I know you're scared. And then we go to the start of the eyebrow. So we've at the crown of the head is where we're tapping right now. And then we're going to move to the start of the eyebrows. Um, and you can do both eyes or you could just do one eye. No wrong way of doing it. I know you're worried about going to school. And then come to the side of the eyes. I get worried about things too. And you can go under the eyes. It's normal to get scared and be worried. Then we come under the nose. You're allowed to feel scared and worried. And maybe if something happened the previous day or you know why, you know, they're feeling scared, you could say something like uh, moving to the chin point in between the bottom lip and the chin. I understand why you're feeling this way and it's okay. And then we're going to come to the points of the collarbone. You're scared and I'm right here with you. And then we're going to come under the arm 
So on the side of the body for women, it's about the center of the bra strap. For men, it's about uh, an inch and a half, two inches down from the armpit. You're scared about going to school and I'm right here with you. And then we move to the back of the hand between the pinky and the ring finger. We're gonna figure this out together. I love you and we're gonna figure this out. And then just take a nice deep breath in. And you can notice how you're feeling. Maybe you notice any physical differences in your child. Maybe you can see that they've relaxed a little bit, or maybe you, maybe you see that, you know, they're kind of clutching their stomach and, and they're, they're feeling those butterflies in their stomach. And then you could tap on what they might be feeling. Or if you feel like they're ready to kind of engage, you could ask them a question like, what, you know, what are you feeling in your body right now? And, and see where it goes. And you, you really just use whatever, whatever words they're saying, or as a mom, your, your intuition, what, what you think they might be feeling and, and go from there. Wow. So there was just so much permission in there. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we want to teach our kids is that we can do hard things. Mm-hmm. But before requiring or demanding it of them, because obviously they've got to go, we're going to get them there. Mm-hmm. But before the, oh, well, too bad, get in the car, we gave them all this permission to have that moment that took two minutes mm-hmm. to be heard and to feel it. Yeah. It's just so fantastic. Yeah. And um, I often talk about the the hand model and sometimes, um, uh, and I had uh, in one of my classes, I had a teacher who had was familiar with this and, and shared what she, what she shares with her students. So I'll share that with you. So if we think of the hand, the fist here as the brain and this part of the brain, the front of my forehead, that's the prefrontal cortex. We're going to pretend that's this part of my hand. This is where we make our good sound decisions. And so information comes up the brainstem to that prefrontal cortex where we make those decisions. Now, when we're having a lot of anxiety or stress or when the, a child is having a panic or a te- temper tantrum, right? It's like the information is coming up the brainstem, but that alarm center is going off. So we're going to pretend that's the amygdala. When that alarm's going off, the kid's tantruming. And now information can't get to that part. They are not reasonable, right? Just like how we are not in that reasonable state when we're really stressed or overwhelmed, if you think about, you know, you've got a lot of work going on, you got deadlines, you got phone calls, and you can't, you're so overwhelmed, you can't even think straight, you might even say that to yourself, I've got so much going on, I can't even think straight, right? Same thing with our kids, they can't think straight when that amygdala is firing, and all that cortisol is being sent into into the body. So as we tap, it sends this message to calm the amygdala, reduce the cortisol, so slowly that prefrontal cortex comes online. And so, So um, when I was in this class and and the teacher was saying, you know, it's like the dog is barking, right? That alarm is going off, the dog is barking, and then the and then the birds are flying away. And so we need to get those birds, we need to get the dog to stop barking so that the birds can land again. And that's really what's happening. So we got to calm that that response in the nervous system that is not serving us in that moment so that we can think more clearly. And, and, you know, when I explain this to parents, it's like, oh, you know, you flip your lid, you're, you're offline. And then we slowly bring it back on. So. Oh, 
That is such an incredible image and it makes so much sense. And this is what the world needs right now. It Mm -hmm. needs people who are aware of when they are not in control, can bring themselves back to an emotionally regulated state so that they make good decisions and we have good outcomes because of it. Lauren, I am so grateful for you. What a gift, everything that you have shared with us today. I know that you have a way of serving parents, people. It doesn't actually matter if you're a parent, but it's likely you are one if you're listening to this show. (laughs) Um, Can you share with people where they can find you and how you can be of service? Yeah, absolutely. So my website is mindshiftwithlauren.com. I have a free masterclass on my on my website that uh, goes into a lot of the detail of the of the science and walks you through a more of a, a complete practice. And you can access that by going to mindshiftwithlauren.com forward slash masterclass. And I do have a free like mini course that is that I created for parents. It's specifically about anxiety around going back to school. Um, But you can find that in my freebies on my on my website as well. And that actually has a demo in there of me tapping with my daughter. Um, It was really I mean, I was even surprised I just asked her to help me out to, to tap with me. And then we really got into some, some, some big stuff. And she was very vulnerable during that. So you can see how this practice really can help your your kids to to open up and go to that space to allow themselves to feel their feelings. Wow. That is unbelievable. And we will have all of those links so easy to one click through in the show notes. Thanks again for being here and sharing this really beautiful practice that is just starting to make a name for itself here in the United States. We are worldwide listenership at Transforming the Toddler Year. So if you are someone who is listening from a country where tapping is a longstanding practice, let us know. I would love to know. Um, where you are and what you do for your own self-care and for the betterment of your family. Until our next episode, everyone, please stay mindful and proactive as we transform the toddler years.